Hello, and uh, welcome back to What Lies Ahead, a D&D podcast. I am, um, yeah, I'm Alistair, um, and I'm also joined by the regular cast and crew, Ronan the Emperor. Say hello, Ronan. Just Howdy. Um, I'm also joined by Caden, just Jason. Say hello, Caden. Uh, hello. And I'm, of course, joined by the great General Sam. Say hello, Sam. Hello. And uh, last episode, our adventurers were um, drinking, and they got drunk. Um, we did? I don't know. Nice. Did you? Well, I had an Not apple juice, so it's pretty hard to get drunk off that. But before... Oh, believe that... me, I've gotten drunk on apple juice several times. That's <laughs> <laughs> But before any of that happens and we can continue with our campaign, we have to do some plot work. So, time for a cutscene. Love plot. In a land... One of my favourite thing. In a land far, far away from the safe shores of Atlantis, a man stumbles on a concrete path, blood dripping from a wound gouged straight into his stomach. You cannot see his face. All you can see is there are several lampposts hanging over him in an incremental every few feet. And you can see behind him there's a hooded figure walking towards him and that figure is holding a gun or an arm in its right hand. And as it brings it up, you can see as it cocks the handle back that on that gun is the sigil of Atlantis. Right? The man falls to the ground, gasping for breath. Saying, please don't, no, don't do it. And this masked figure, who is holding this weapon with a glove, takes it off and reveals a claw. He takes it and points, points it at the man's head and pulls the trigger. And it's shot clean off with a magical bullet. And now, you wake up in your bedrooms to the sound of C4 going... Wake up, please! In your ears. Ow! What do you mean? Keep I was awake up. the whole time. Sleep is for the week. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, just immediately after you say sleep is for the week, I just shout, I was sleeping! You're weak! <laughs> you're a weak-minded person. Hey, yo, you're weak. You're so weak. <laughs> Actually, no, sorry, I shouldn't judge you. You're still recovering from your hangover after drinking too much apple juice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Definitely. I wasn't spiked. Regular apple juice, you know? Just regular apple juice. Just drinking it out I feel like Jason is the kind of person to get drunk off apple juice. Just drinking out of a carton, just, just crying as we go. Oh, yeah, you're really the type of person it. who would just walk into a store, buy the entire carton of apple juice, after paying for it, immediately take off the lid and start drain half of it. <laughs> just walking down the street, just chugging it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a start. So you Why do you want to your... wake us up? Because you still have school. You're, li- you're literally... Atlantis is literally school. school. What school? What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know what you're on about. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. School is for the week. School is for the week. No, it's not. It's like, like we should probably go. <laughs> yeah. So you enter your living room after having breakfast. And uh, it, I'm just going to say it was something nice. 
for the viewers out there. Like pizza. Something nice. Like pizza. Wait, like yeah. pizza. Wait, wait, pizza. Why would you have pizza for breakfast? That sounds like What do you mean? You time. don't? Wakes you up in the morning. Of course I don't exactly. have pizza for breakfast. Like, it, de- depending on depending on the toppings you have, depending on what 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 mood you're feeling, you know. Sometimes okay. when I want a good refresher, <laughs> I go for something really spicy, like jalapenos mm. or pepperoni. And then when I'm oh, feeling like fucking... when I'm feeling like when I'm kind of relaxed, I go for like gummy bears and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> gummy, gummy bears. bears. Um, Chef's kiss. Okay. What is health actually? A state of physical and mental well-being, but okay. Um, <laughs> I don't bit, need to be that, healthy. That was a bit too literal of a definition, but uh, let's get on with the Actually, show. Also, social well-being. Being healthy is for the. Why week. would it be social well-being? I'm an introvert, <laughs> and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, but you're here with us, so I don't think that counts. True. Yeah, but then again, this is like a call o- over like phone, so it's not really like. It's not really like. I wouldn't say it's it's social. Mm, I'd say I'm still an introvert. I think that's a topic for a quick vid that we'll do at some point. I don't know when it's going to come out, but that's that. That will that will happen. That will that will happen. Um. So C four gathers you into the living room and says, "Hello, good morning. I've been instructed by my program to tell you this that you are required." To attend a magical technology lesson, or attend the club or society previews that are going on today. Why are we going now, guys? Right, I, I turn around to turn around to Damien and um, Jason in character, and I go, "Now, guys, I think it's been well over six days, or maybe it hasn't. I don't know time in this world, but I get the feeling before we die." We should probably go join the clubs. Wait, what do you mean die? Yeah, but, what do you but, think? Yeah, but, yeah, didn't you remember the the beginning? Oh right, yes. Yeah, but course. like, yeah, the, but the, like the first, the first, the first. Oh yeah, but we missed lessons. Yeah. Yeah, like missing lessons. Come on, man, it's so much better. Hmm. Why would you? Why would you want bro, to go to lessons? lessons, bro? We're bunking lessons, bro. Bro, we're bunking it's lessons, bro. Oh, oh my god. So, um. Who want uh, put your hand up if you want to go magical societies? Go go and join a society. I put my hand up. I, I raised my I hand put, up, I still a bit groggy down. from last night. <laughs> oh, okay, unanimous vote. Let's go then. Okay, so you um enter down to this very long hallway and um go back to the receptionist. You go out through the regular entrance, and she says, and watch looks Jason. Directly in the eyes. Just to remind you, for the scenario, this is like a cubist, modern, you know, sort of receptionist. Reception, not not the receptionist. She's old and rather quite mean, actually. Um, and there's a, a, a orc or something. I don't know. I'm just going to go with that for now. <laughs> and she looks Jason dead in the eyes and goes, I'm always watching you. I'm going to whisper behind Jason. I'm going to whisper, whisper behind Jason's back. He's a bit drunk. Even be. Give him a lawsuit. Give her a lawsuit. Oh, yeah, we could sue her. We could sue her, couldn't we? You forget you can't afford afford one. You have no job and no income. So, mm. who needs money these days? Well, we haven't paid (laughs) 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 I use use Monopoly coins. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 
Sure. All right, we're going to continue. So you exit into this sort of uh, nice paved, you know, road. Um, I guess it was the same road you normally enter to, I guess. It is. And, and, yeah, I mean, you always exit out of this road. Just for a big description, you've got a dual carriageway, which is like uh, you've got two lanes on one side, two lanes on the other going in opposite directions. And in this country, everyone drives on the left because why not? Do it, do it the wrong well, way. Well, like every ways. other country apart from the like couple that drive on the right, like the United States, uh, sorry, United Kingdom. Sure. Uh, in this universe, the UK uh, drives on the right. Um, and you have sort of like a barrier in between that goes up uh, several meters. So each of the cars are floating and they're layered. Um, and in of course, because if they have... wouldn't be floating, it would be weird. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, onto your right, with a pathway leading um, downwards along another row of apartment blocks similar to yours. The, these apartments are cubist, therefore they have sort of like um, it's like imagine a regular apartment block, but with the windows, sort of blocks pop out and it's sort of in a regular shape, um, and it looks really cool. But there's a load of those identical to that along the row, um, like in a row of apartment blocks, um, and it is and Atlantis is arranged in a block system. Um, so if you can go right, which leads to the bus stop that you normally take that goes to the floating bus, to your left, you have the club districts. What's that? Yay. The club. <sighs> the the I stuff we're supposed to join before, otherwise we die, you know? Mm. Yeah. So for the club districts is an area where, like a, like, um, in, in, like a square, I guess. Like, a, I don't know, but, but somewhere square. Um... And there are club buildings for all 13 clubs all around. Um, and they're sort of advertising what that club is. And you can go in there and sign up and have a video or whatever about, about the cassette club. Um, if you go to the left, the, par- the path does widen out a lot. Um, can you make a perception check? Uh, one of you, I don't care, all, all of you, to see how far away it is. Uh. Fifteen. Five. Eighteen. Okay, so, Ronan, you see far off into the distance, and you can see that the, these these club buildings are towering skyscrapers. Um, however, the others cannot see them because they didn't get high enough, so... <laughs> I'm just blind. <laughs> I got Each of these five. club buildings are towering skyscrapers. I just can't you see. You can see that... That there is a bus station specifically designated because, you know, I've got to be that way to make it really obvious in case you get really low wisdom or something that it goes to said club district. Let's go to said club district station then. Let's go. Actually, I want to roll a wisdom check to see if I I know where I'm going. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Oh, no. I got, I got, I got sixteen. Damn it! That's fine. One of the two. It's, that's high. Would have been amazing if I crush failed. Yeah. No, no, been. no. You see, what I was aiming for was a low, low roll. Okay. But it doesn't sure. Matter. Uh, um. So you know where you're going. You know you're going to the club district to avoid getting killed. That's your aim this this fun. year, I guess. Fun. Such fun. You know. 
Um, yeah, no game code. So you enter, it's the same sky bus that you normally take. It looks, looks exactly the same with the massive hot air balloon on the top. Like, long Zeppelin air balloon thing, Guys, I guess. Hold on. Well, the hot air balloon doesn't have enough diameter. I'm going to assume it's a company. Well, I guess so. The, the, the balloon is, doesn't have a big enough diameter. I'm going to sue the whole hmm. company. <laughs> no, no, it's sort of like a... Um, it's from more for effect because there's a uh, propulsion or jet engine at the back. Not a jet engine, like a futuristic jet engine. You, you, you get what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, General Sam, are you there? Apparently not. Let's continue. Um, so, anyway, um, I assume, do you want to get onto the bus? You want to go on? Yeah, it's going for Yeah. I'm going to go then. Okay. So you enter the bus. And you can see on this bus it is packed full of all members of people. Uh, all types of people you've got. Like um, Genasi, uh, Warforged, uh, the elephant people hmm. as such. Um, you know, pause. Where's Matthew? Um, so I guess I see on this bus is all types of people. You know, you've got Janasi, you know, Warforge, every all, all the all the like. Um, and you recognise someone from your class um, that the, the the girl Alice, she is also on there as well. Um, and then uh, as you walk to the the bus journey takes approximately ten minutes. So during your bus journey, what what, what do you do? I guess. Do you want to go say hi to Alice? You do you, mate. I'm gonna. I'm going to actually. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit down. Being introverted for the week. Mm. I'm introverted for the week. You are correct. You're just gonna. I'm joking. I'll go with you guys. (laughs) Okay, come on, mate. Okay, so um, I go up to her and I say, uh, "Hey, Alice." Um, I realize you can't see that. Uh, how are you? She just nods. Oh, wait. Um, thumbs up. Oh, cool. Okay. Where are you heading? And then... Are you also going to the societies? Well, I'm assuming that just because we're on the same skybox. Uh, she then points at you, Ronan, and nods her head. Nice. Do you have any idea which one you'll be going to? She uh, draws her sword a bit and then puts it back in the scabbard. Hunters. The hunting one. Uh, can you all roll um, wisdom to see if you understand what that means? Okay. I'm obviously really good at yes, it. Yes, Of course, of course. Oh, no. That's a 21 no, for me. Jeez, I got a 15. Okay, so uh, you know that uh, that she's going to the Fighters Club, not Hunters. Oh, okay. Wait, but Fight Club is first... powered too, and Ice isn't powered too, unless she's obviously like level 3 or something, which would make sense. Guys, I haven't explained this to the audience, so we'll talk about that in due course. Um, so you're, after this, you arrive at the Club Plaza, and as you exit, you can see massive signs for each of the clubs. I'm going to read them all out. <clears throat> you see a, a sign with a bow and arrow a, uh, and two swords crossing over saying the Hunting Society. Okay? 
You see a sign that's uh, sort of imp- not uh, sort of um, scientific, homogenous, futuristic for the science society. You see a sign with the money, of uh, the money sign behind it, like the dollar sign, uh, banking. You have two fists for the logo for Fight Club crossed over with sort of um, knuckle things. Um, then <clears throat> you have a robotic arm clenched into a fist for the, ro- for the robotics club. You have a thought bubble for the inventors club. Okay, you have a plow for the agricultural society. You have bricks for the building society. You have a bike, a flit, a bike on fire for the Herald Rider Society. You have a hammer and anvil for the Black Society. Okay, you have a uh, pickaxe for the mining society. You have a sort of rocket ship with futuristic stuff for the um, or, or like futuristic battleship stuff or exploration vessel for the exploration society, and of course. You have the Science Society, which symbol is a sort of potion that's glowing. Each of these occupy a section of the plaza. So uh, it's from, from the order I said is from left all the way to right. So to your direct to your left, you have the hunting club, and all the way to your far right, uh, you have the space uh, exploration or sorry, sorry <coughs> exploration club. Um, and each of these, uh, you can see people queuing up outside uh, at these reception desks. These aren't particularly big, but um, they're only like uh, 10 meters each in diameter. Um, that's special. And then there's also escalators that you can see going down underground where the main building probably is. Um, people are queuing up outside the reception desk, asking to be let in to sign up. Um, <clears throat> and then sort of the floor of the plaza is like a uh, not cobbled, sort of paved over, futuristic white, clean. There's uh, floating lanterns all over, uh, illuminating the area to its brightest. Um, and yeah, that's it, really. So uh, what do you want to do? Well, um, what do you guys think? I'm thinking maybe Exploration Society, if I can. If not, then Hunter's Society. I'm thinking Hunter's, you know, since my my skills... As a as an explore as an exploration are so great as you know, Zab, after yeah. our encounter with the spooky voices. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot oh, one last one. Yeah, totally. So I forgot one. Um there's also the disciplinary committee. Um Ooh. which is also slap bang in the middle. Um at the very beginning of the season you met uh, Commander Coldstar. I actually I said his proper name back then. I cut, it's too long complicated. His official name is Commander Colstar, and that is the largest of the buildings. Slap bang in the middle. I'm going to the screen because I want to do some disciplinary things on people. Okay, anyone else? I'm going to discipline people. Let's go. Okay, so I'm going to go with General Sam and Jason first. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going to go see the Exploration uh, Society, and if I can't, um, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll start off with, um, I guess, General Sam. So you walk over to the Exploration Society, and the pathway changes, okay? It changes to sort of a, um, a an alienated landscape, sort of, um, which is sort of, um, the, the path glows as you step on it, and sort of a, ricochet, a ripple effect sort of waves throughout the path. 
and as you walk forward um, and join this long queue. After wow, about cool 10 space. minutes, this queue... <laughs> and, and you can see the stars above you, it's all like a, a dome. Um, after this, um, you sort of, well, like, wait for 10 minutes, uh, and then you end up at the receptionist desk. Um, you end up at the reception desk, uh, Sam, okay? And at this desk, there is a, a woman there, not of human descent, but, um, she, she is a gymnasty, okay, which is sort of like an elemental people. Um, and she says, how can I help you, sir? Um, hello. I was wondering, what do you need to be able to join the Exploration Society? Well, the requirements are you need to be at least power level five. Okay. Well, oh. that's good to know. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> bye. I just turn around and leave. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks at you like, what was that? <clears throat> so next, we're going to go over to Ronan the Emperor. So you enter through this disciplinary committee, and this is into this pathway towards the disciplinary committee, and the pathway suddenly changes, okay, to a bridge. Cool. Okay, huh. and to the left and to the right of you, sort of like old London town Victorian era bridge um, to the society. It's sort of industrious, old smoke billowing out from the top, and two armed guards stand posted um, with weapons, arms, with the symbol of Atlantis on them. Uh, they are not hand- handguns, they are full, you know, rifles. You join the back oh, wow. of a very long queue that takes you about an hour to go through properly. I'm going to pretend uh, I was when with, you arrive- with him. Because, because I want to join him. No, I, I'm no, joining him away, as well. So away, I'll just go away. No, no, you're going. You're going to the hunter society. You said you were going to the hunter society. I grabbed. <laughs> All right, I'm in the hunter okay. society now. <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. Um, and then you, when you arrive at the desk, there is Hello. a robot. Not warforged, a literal robot greets Ooh. you, and in a deep male voice goes. Welcome. Ooh. How may I help you, sir? Hey, hey how you doing? Um, can I join the disciplinary committee? What is your current power level? Power level one. Accepted. Please head down to the staircase on your right. Thank you. Next. Thank you for letting me. You head down the staircase and enter a sort of training grounds where you see loads of people exercising. And uh, doing activities, and um, on the far, and well, rather a bit more realistically, it's a firing with the training ground in the background. Okay, and you sit down right with a group of other people um, in sort of a, a sort of a, uh, a stage, I guess. Um, but, it, but in front, okay, how do I describe this properly? So, you enter small staircase. To your right, you have a training ground. To your left, you have a stage. You take a seat. You see someone come out from behind the curtain. And procure a whiteboard and say, and he or it rather writes on the whiteboard with a board pen and says, Welcome to the disciplinary committee. Your duty is now to serve and protect the cities of Atlantis. You shall receive adequate training and supplies and an average payment of 10,000 drachmas per year. Nice. For further, in- for further inquiries, <clears throat> please contact your nearest disciplinary committee um, centre. Otherwise, please take what the form from underneath your chair 
and fill out, fill, then fill out and hand back into the receptionist once you're finished. Cool. I do that then. Okay, so after that, you head back onto the plaza and, and you take a seat outside the disciplinary committee, just sitting there on a the ledge, just acting like a, like, like a cool, cool guy, I guess. Nice. So next, we're going to go over to Jason just ca- J- Jason just Caden, um, and me. Yeah, um, I'm going to Jason. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so you both enter simultaneously as Jason has just sort of um, finished taking in all of this beautiful scenery, um, and as you enter, the scenery changes again from um, the plaza to lush green fields and scenery, and you can see monsters flying away in the distance. You join a very, very long queue. Like, very, very long. Really long. There's loads of people who want to sign up for this. Mm. However, you have to meet... However, the questions for this one are going to be a bit different. So when you finally arrive at the front of the queue... And you were greeted by a receptionist, Jason. Uh, she, another Janasi. How may I help you? Welcome to the Hunters Committee. What can I do for um, you? I would like to join the Hunters Committee, thanks. <clears throat> then she pulls out a piece of paper and just goes, mm-hmm. First question. Have you any prior experience dealing with monsters uh, or uh, riding Well, them? yes, actually. Some of them have gone well, some of them have not. Uh, what what have you written? written? A hippogriff, if I remember correctly. Um, and the monsters you have dealt with or uh, sort of lost to? Oh, uh, um... Demon uh, uh, Let me skip this bit. Flesh hounds, actually, I'm pretty sure. Sir, 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 please answer the question, otherwise I cannot allow you in. Oh. What a shame, Caden. I just turned to Sam and I'm like, you tell them. Am I there? Sir, are you... you were there. You're, not, you're not there, you're behind oh. him. Since oh, you right. him oh, okay. okay. So I am there, just I'm... behind him. There, just like okay, yeah, not directly behind him, like three, four people behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, just, well, it's not my go, mate. You need to say it, and just say as quietly as I can. Demon hounds. Excuse me, <laughs> I'm just flesh hounds in the corner, just laughing my head off. Blood Excuse hounds. me. Something like that. Sorry, yeah, flesh the hounds. flesh hounds, just say it, please. Uh, is that it, sir? Um, yes, yes, that is it. That is no. it. No, it's not. And no, it's not. No, it's not. Ooh, uh, well, there was a one. Then I'm fine. Oh, yep. At two. Um, and then the fire not, hounds it wasn't as fire well fire. when we and first the hounds. And uh, <laughs> And that. <laughs> You sound like you're crying, Ronan. I just see you in the corner. I'm like, no, he's laughing. Yeah, I am crying. I am going to beat you. Oh my god. Try me. I look like you're like a shadow clone. 
<laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to ignore that because you can't see each other. Um, they're going to gloss Aww. over that since you're in a completely different place than he is. So just, just keep that in mind. Uh, but I, I, I like telekinetically know what's happening and I'm like laughing at him. But you don't. <laughs> because you don't have to know. Ne- I, I hate to be that one DM, but you don't have telekinetic abilities. Oh, damn it. <laughs> My dreams are lost. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um... And then one last question she asks. <sighs> I hate oh, asking no. this one. Are you part monster? Uh, no. Good, because you'll be killing your own kind oh, if you okay. are. Good. If you're not. If you are, sorry. Please head down the escalator to your left. Okay. And then a few minutes later, the same questions are asked to you, Sam. How The first one... You know, just give, just give me I your have answers. Completely, I I've forgotten the questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have dementia. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, so, do you have any prior experience with monsters, etc.? Yeah. Um, um, I've ridden and... it. If it went well, I got an animal handling check of above 21. So, <laughs> it was pretty good. How, how many have you lost to? Uh, I've lost, mm, I wouldn't say lost to the Flesh Hounds. It was more like, flesh it was hounds. more like Jason she died says, to the Flesh Hounds. I just shout out, you lost to the knights. She then um, asks you to, sirs, please quieten down or I shall have you escorted. Please answer the question. Okay, uh, Flesh Hounds, exactly. Dragon, and Fire Hounds. How's it? Thank you for one last question. Are you in any way related to a beast nope. of some form? If so, will you be pleasant with killing your own kind? Thank you very much, sir. Please proceed to the escalator to your right or left or whatever, wherever it is. Cool. Now, in- instead of enter- entering a training hall, you enter like a, just a regular hall with seats. And there is a board um, displaying a video that plays. Welcome. To the Hunter's Society. In this society, you will learn how to hunt, kill, and tame these beasts. And from these beasts, you shall make weapons and armour, which will provide a lucrative income. However, your income is no longer stable. It is dependent on the types of jobs you receive. For example, fighting at least one giant toad per week will result in an income of approximately... Ten to twelve thousand drachmas yearly. Giant That's more than what you get. I hate to say. <laughs> <laughs> 10 to no, 12, ten. 000, yeah, but I can shoot you guys. Okay, I can shoot you guys and lose and like. I don't know. You don't have. You, you don't have an arms yet. Or, or a weapon. Yeah, but when <laughs> I do, I'll shoot you guys. How do you know? You, how do you know you're going to get one? You'll find one. Oh damn it! Eventually. Yeah, one okay, day. I'll still. I'll still. Uh, one day you have a gun, Ronan, don't worry. However, if and then then the, the video continues playing and says, if you manage to kill higher-tier monsters from an undiscerned amount or undiscerned number, it is possible for you to earn in the millions or billions in Dragon's week. Let's go kill Venom, fine. <laughs> that was a joke. However, the most lucrative way of obtaining money is by slaying and or taming dragons. Well, I think I know when. Let's go tame Venom Fang. 
we're gonna find some. Well, we it's know we're gonna find something similar to a dragon, say... so that is true. It's a butterfly so leviathan. Would that be so hundreds of thousands, not millions? Hundreds of thousands, oh, oh, millions. Yeah. Oh. But if that's if you can kill it and or tame it and present it to the Anders Foundation. I'll kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to steal your <clears throat> now, and the video continues then. Now, on to taming. And shows an image of, like, a, a description of what says, like, a, a verbal translator, I guess, to those who can't hear, I guess, I suppose, for the deaf. Um, and then says, <clears throat> if, you are, if you have tamed or killed a monster or dragon, you are to present a for murdering or killing sorry, that monster, um, you are to present a piece of its hide or flesh to your nearest hunter's authority foundation. If you have tamed said dragon or monster, you are to present it to your nearest foundation or request if the monster is too large to fit or request personnel to come to your aid and assess that you have tamed said monster. Then you will receive bonus. If you have tamed. As you know, in the pressing concerns of the ethics committee, we have been forced to resort to giving bonuses to those who have tamed monsters rather than kill them. If you haven't killed an endangered species of monster, you will receive a penalty instead of bonus. Is there some kind of record as to where, whether or not it's endangered or not? I just rest with it to myself. <laughs> <clears throat> you shall find all the rest of the information at your nearest foundation all right. committee. I just I just point to Sam. Sam, time to find the leaflets. There'll be leaflets around here. Okay, I guess. Uh, and then you head out and you get grab a leaflet that shows all the locations of all the hunters' foundations, sort of locations Ooh, and stuff. Very nice leaflet. Very nice design. Okay, and I'm gonna assume. You're going to head back mm -hmm. to your flat. And when you arrive there, you just sit down on your sort of um, like semi-circle-shaped couch overlooking the window and start reading through these pamphlets and where to sign up. Technically, you have already signed mm -hmm. up for said club as soon as you signed the contracts. That, that never existed as soon as you entered like underneath the stairs. So technically, you are in that club. It is, um, yeah. Ronan's there, you're all there. You're just sitting down, reading through the pamphlets, reading whatever, doing a bit of research into the clubs and what they're about. So if if one of you can make a wisdom check for your club, or all of you, and then we can then I can explain 15. some more about your clubs. Twelve. Okay, I'll start I'll start with Jace. And Lou great. I'll start with um, Ronan. So you're joining the disciplinary committee, okay? In the disciplinary committee, you have two or sections, right? You have your you have you have the local police, okay? Okay, right, and you have the military police. Yeah. The local police are are not equipped with any weapons apart from a form of tasered baton. Baton. I hate to say. Baton, 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 baguette. <laughs> but from a form of tasered baton, um, as well as basic flak armor. 
not Kevlar, not bulletproof. The military police are permitted to carry arms of all sorts and wear dragon or wear monster hide armor of their choosing. However, armor will also be provided We're able to withstand dragon fire. Uh, the military you also that the military police are renowned for their brutality in dealing with civilians and hostiles alike. The military police has also been involved in several um, intercontinental wars uh, between the UN and Atlantis that occurred during the the foundation of Atlantis. Furthermore, the military police also used to do riots and has permission to use live ammo upon them. Okay, sir, whatever you do, do not annoy Yeah. Sorry, Damien, I said. Exactly. However, your designation is actually local patrol police, which is uh, the lowest rank of all. So, imagine. No, you're not. Imagine not being military police. So I can't. I can't ever be military. Well, you can, but you just got to go up the ranks Mm. and sort of. um, I I mean, it's a part-time job. Like once, uh, or like on the weekends or whatever, you go to your. Military oh. police station, you volunteer for patrol, you get given a baton, and then you do your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Who made these baton? Fernando de la Destroyer. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> Fernando de la Destroyer. I made these batons. I used them to kill, to, to kill the, the big fish. I made these batons. I am Fernando de la Destroyer. I'm going to slap him. I'm gonna you just... did. You did. did. I wonder. Um, And then you also learned the regular police are just literally regular police. Right, next we're going to move on to Jason. You learn a a lot about the Hunter Society. Learn that they're also used as private contractors for security forces used in big companies and are favoured preferably by the Mm -hmm. Science Committee. The Hunters Committee is also used is also useful for sorry, um, is also used to provide assassins and other like for other committees to take out major officials. Well, I think we're going to be meeting some interesting people. The Hunters Committee also specialises in in, um, subduing and obtaining rare um, magical beasts and items. Unlike the Explorers Club, once the Explorers Club find the location, the Hunters Committee or the Hunters Society or Foundation or whatever... Is sent in to retrieve um, the, the a magical item due to their, nimbi- their maneuverability and the type of weapons they have. Um, there are there's only one type of class, I guess, mm-hmm. which is a hunter. Um, however, you have different levels of gear provided to you by the club. At the moment, you do have basic training gear to provide it to you, and once you finish your training, you have actual gear provided to you, along with a porcelain rank for an adventurer hunter. hunter. Um, the Hunter's Guild goes up in incremental ranks. So you have porcelain, right? You've got bronze, you've got silver, you've got bronze, bronze, you've got silver, you've got gold, you've got platinum, then you've got adamantite. There are currently only 10 adamantite adventurers slash hunters in Atlantis, mm. or the world, rather. Really? That sounds pretty cool. That's all you learn. And Sam, General Sam, you literally learn everything that I just said. But, um, the ad- but the class system. Uh, that's fine. 
Yeah. We cool? Mm-hmm. Cool. So at that moment, I think it's time for us to uh, take a break, you know, and uh, absorb all of this useful information. So I guess we'll see you. <laughs> Seven, six, five, four, three, boom, two, boom, boom. one, and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were practicing our rap for this season during the break. It was going spiffingly well, if I do say. It. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Um, but you know, we do our best, I guess. So after a restful lunch time, you had your lunch of, I guess, pizza or yeah, whatever. Pizza or pizza. Seven, baby. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's got to be unhealthy, but, you know, it's the least, no one cares. Nobody needs it. Nobody needs health. Yeah, no one cares about health. Health is useless. <laughs> exactly. Like, I only have, I think it's 11. <laughs> yeah, double check. I have ten. Pathetic. I'm so dumb. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> oh god. Let's continue. So after lunch, C4 begins to pester you, saying, "Guys, guys, you you have a lesson to go to." Okay, we don't. Okay. It's all in your head. How many? How much? How, how much do we have? How much time do we have? Oh, no, what'd you get there? Oh, it's so long. It's in Thunder Tree, so, so I don't know. If it's gonna take us an hour to get there, we probably should but start no. heading out now. Hang on a minute, I hang on a minute. Like C4. Hour, you know how big Atlantis is? Ask. This might be a bad time to ask, but C4, can I use my bolt of lightning to travel with you to Thunder Tree? Yes, there is technically a travel port to Thunder Tree. Oh, okay, I can great. I'll get yes! See you guys. Can I, can I use Shadow? Okay, can you yeah. take me? Because I'm, yeah. Cool, I'll take Matthew. Because I'm useless with travel. Uh, I, ha- I hate to say that um, the Shadow Transportation at power level 1 or level 1 only is, is only able All to right, well, I guess that's fine. I, I know what I you can, can just... do. C4, how much can you carry? I'm not riding C4. Just get some ropes. Just get some um, ropes. I, I, I can't carry that much. Only about a ton. Oh, right. Wait, a well, ton? Damn it. Wait, isn't a ton a lot? Yes, a metric a ton? ton. Oh, okay. Yes, a ton is a lot. Okay. So, would, do we have any ropes? No, he he said he, he literally just said he can't carry me. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear. So no, you can, no, you can, but you can't with me. So you can go, but I'm going to be lonely, so oh. that's fine. You can... <laughs> wow. <laughs> How are these guys? Bye. That's fine. I can walk. I've got legs. Imagine. Can you become a fucking no, fire, I can't. Like a ball of fire or something? No, he can't. He can summon mm. them, but he can't become one. Alright, I'll, I'll, oh. I'll just go with C4. See you guys. So, uh, you all disappear off into your directions. <sighs> Sam, you take the 
floating bus takes an hour. Sorry. I love Because there's traffic in the air. So, so sorry. I love traffic. air traffic. Am air I right? traffic. <laughs> but at least it has a good view, though. So relatable. Unlike normal traffic. Of course, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Uh, the rest of you just arrive there instantly and start. You go over to a, near, a nearby cafe and just start drinking coffee and go, This guy's taking a while, yeah. isn't he? Feels good to not have apple juice. You'd rather coffee than apple juice. So, uh, what? <laughs> I miss apple, apple juice already. Juice. Coffee is horrible. <laughs> Apple juice, the most potent form of alcohol on the planet. Wait, Jack. I mean, you're not wrong. Technically, you can make some cider from yeah, it. Ah, but no, but then it just ruins it, and it's not apple juice anymore. It's apple cider. But still, it still comes from an apple. If yeah, it's different, yeah. it's the nostalgia. Well, I guess we'll continue. Well, I'll, I'll guess what will continue. So, uh, what, what, what do you do when you're waiting for him? There's a chessboard. Damien, do you know how to play chess? Okay. Um, no, we can play. Roll no. for intelligence. See if you can play chess. Oh, if I oh and then I want to see you two do an intelligence contest to see who this wins at chess. Or maybe it's wisdom. I don't know. What is my. My intelligence is decent. <laughs> my wisdom is awful. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, you don't know okay. how to play. You know chess. how to play chess, but, but you know you're... how to play. <laughs> no, you do. I want. I want to see this play out, but you're terrible. Ah, so you have disadvantage. Oh, so do I roll again then? Yeah, you are. Well, you have disadvantage. You're not playing yet. So, um, Jason, what do you get? Uh, for intelligence, I got a seventeen. Do you know how to play chess? Congratulations. You know how to play chess. Mm. Really well. <laughs> um, so you start playing chess. So we're going to... I don't know how many rounds we're going to go this for. So, One. Should we uh, should I should actually just, play I'm again? Go... Wait, should we just keep rolling intelligence checks? Because otherwise, if we actually do the whole mental chess board in our head, it's going to be a bit mu- me- messy. So should we just continue rolling intelligence checks for like five turns and then see who wins? Five is a bit much. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Or three, doesn't matter. Okay, best let's, of three. Let's roll this. Best of, roll. best of three. Okay. Okay, cool. cool. Okay. Uh, I rolled. I rolled, rolled again. I rolled and I got a three. Sorry. No, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, Ronan, he has to roll again, doesn't he? Because he has disadvantage. I got 17 again. Oh, you got two 17s. I got a nat 20. Yeah. No, but you <laughs> can't roll three times. Ronan. Wait, no, 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 but... Uh, oh, no, wait, you're just rolling. All right, no, I see. You're just rolling it. Everything. Best of three, whoever wins. Wins again. Oh, okay. So, oh, well, I'm confused now. Because so, you said I had to no, roll no, again. No, 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 okay, okay, well, I'll do this from the beginning. Okay, right, sorry. Intelligence, each of you roll three times, okay? Whoever gets the highest, oh. overall, wins. Okay. So, you just add yours up as well, once you roll. Okay then. Okay, cool. I got sixteen. I got twenty. Oh! oh my god, let's go. Eighteen. Let's go. I'm worried now. Crit twenty three actually to be exact. Okay. One more. Come on, baby. And I got eighteen. 
Not 20. Okay, it's going to be the best of three. So, um, Ronan won that round. Yeah! Okay. You sound so depressed about it. Oh, I mean, not be smart by Am. <laughs> Wait, so I won what? The first round, there's two. There's, there's three rounds. Okay, I've got 18. Okay. Okay, that's not great, but it's okay. Okay. Next next one. Getting good. 19. 19. And sorry, Ronan, <laughs> what do you get? I got 19. Okay, well. roll again. 12. Come on. 22. Ronan won that one again. Wow, Ronan, you're... you're Last oh. round. You're really good at chess for someone who got a four or a two for learning how to play chess. Yeah. He's a fast learner. Um, you might have to like. You might have to take your. You might. You might want to take back what you oh, said. Right. Ah, so. uh, well, whoever whoever wins this round wins the game. Let's go ahead. Eighteen. What? That's illegal. I got seven. Okay. Eight. Oh. Yeah, you've definitely won one. Okay, I've got twenty-one. Sorry. And last but not least, Caden, what do you get for your last one? Fifteen. Well done, Ronan. You won. Checkmate. Let's go. You lost again. Checkmate. Lost again. Yeah. How was that it's possible? Just it's the apple juice. And I it's got the like apple five juice. of my knowing how so, to play chess. As soon as you lose, Caden, again. I kick the door down. <clears throat> you throw, you throw the chest. So, no, Brooke. Brooke just <laughs> watches the last move. As Ronan wins no! that day, and I just jump on my chair. And then, uh, and then, okay, then a you have to throw the you have to throw the chessboard. Then a message me. appears on your tablets and tells you to head to classroom one five five Y. I just like you completely <laughs> forgot. No, this entire D and D session was just chess. It's just about yeah. the chess game. Yeah. I just get up and I just run off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You run off into the distance. Please roll for athletics oh to see gosh. who gets there first. Come on! I feel like I'm gonna get. I got an eleven. Twenty-one. Come on. You got 21. Okay. I got 19. Okay. And... I got 11. Sam? I said. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, Jason, so you somehow jump into an electrical current, arrive there, bang on time. Like, early, 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 early. early. Like, really early. You're early. 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 So, for for a brief description... Um, this is a very, very large factory mm-hmm. floor room, okay? Um, you enter not knowing not to enter. Well, you enter anyway, okay? So it's going to go with that. And you can see that there's several rows of benches and a massive furnace at the far end with a bright green mm-hmm. fire, okay? There are, are lanterns to your left and to your right that are lit by candles with that same green fire, Okay, and this 
these pe- these benches are arranged horizontally with desks in front of them with gas mm-hmm. taps and all that sort of stuff. Um, and next to the next to these benches, it's um, the tables themselves are all separated. In between each one of them, there's uh, a bunch of anvils and uh, weapons um, and items used for crafting um, weapons and stuff. Um, and there is a old old man with a with it's clean shaven sitting at the desk, uh, looking at you and going. Yes, I am. Oh, What's your name? My name is Von Dolteron. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is that a teacher's name? Wait. That's the And you can see, and you can see to the right of him, there is a bottle, several bottles of whiskey. No, no. Really? 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 Wow, Caden, bro. Didn't see you becoming a teacher at Atlantis. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I didn't even. Yeah. If, you, if you're not good at something, teach it. Um, yeah, and at this, point, at, you've all, at, at this point, everyone's arrived and is lined up outside the class. And he goes, Enter, students. Take a seat. I don't care where. Just sit the he hell down. just like him. <laughs> Oi, boy. Why are you crying? Something about you. It's, your like... <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror. Oh, my gosh. No, no. Alistair, you just gave Caden the chance to compliment him, um, himself. I um, know. Oh, uh... Looking very handsome today, sir. I mean, you both, both, you both oh, have right. a pop. Wait, no, I don't. So... I'm skinny. Wait, I'm Jason, skinny. Jason isn't a fat character. He's quite skinny. <laughs> 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 but Vonal Teron is now in perfect physical shape. He doesn't have a belly anymore. Looking very handsome no. today, sir. Oh, wow. I mean, to, I mean, to live that fun. long from our last campaign, like... Where's, um... Where's, um, Drew? Um, hey, hang on, know. hang on. One lesson at a time. We're still not done yet. I mean, Drew and La- for, for your information, <laughs> right, I'm going to tell you right here and right now. Yes, your char- your character and Adrian's character are both teachers. Yo, let's go. My character. Well, I didn't my, say my I've past character. So tough. <laughs> that I definitely use. <laughs> I'm joking. Sure, sure. He's the banking guy. Oh, that guy! I forgot about. You him. forgot I made Lloyd. Oh. Um, he's not in it. This is a sad day. <laughs> he's not in it. Sorry, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, he's not in it. He's not. Oh dear, such a shame. But let's uh, continue. So you all sit down at a desk, that you're, and you're conveniently all sit next to each other. He looks at all of you with a disturbed, a concerned look on his face and goes, Well, there's no use. Let's go on with the lesson. Today I'll be teaching you about mana. Man, got to say, you're any of you one at voice. all know what mana is. I just put my hand up. 
You yeah. boy, what do you think is Monarch is? You're stupid. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So I'll take it. Yes, I'm stupid. This is you telling yourself that you're stupid. <laughs> Wait, actually, I've got, I've got, yeah. I've got a dare for you, kid. Right, say the ne- the next following lines. Uh-huh, yes, okay. you were s- stupid, but now it's turn ab- time to turn about manor lanterns. Okay. Uh, as von- in Vonda's voice. Please. Yes, you're stupid, but it's time to learn now about some manor lanterns. The old reason, gentlemen, Vondel has returned. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know people can't see because it's an audio uh, medium, but I'm just, you know, just handing out the roses to an adoring crowd. Okay, uh, we'll continue from then on outwards. Um, <laughs> Vondon looks at you and goes, Well, let's get on with the show. Um, mana is the store of magical energy or magical potential within a human's or other's body. A mana lantern allows you to store that mana and convert it into more powerful spells and magic. Yes. Is that clear? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. <God. clears throat> the average mana lantern can store up to 10 mana. Your abilities, your three original cantrip abilities, only take up no mana at all. Every ability you gain on from that takes on one to two mana. However, mana lanterns can be upgraded until they reach a full max capacity of 500 mana storage. And while he's doing, he's doing really eccentric kind of things, you know. And some spells can actually use up all of your reserve. <clears throat> but nonetheless, you'll be learning how to make them. Furthermore, weapons, magical weapons can store mana as well. When you kill a being with a magical weapon, you gain experience. So does the weapon. The weapon levels up as you do, and the weapon is able to gain skills. <coughs> Sorry, that voice is so painful. <laughs> wonder how Caden does it. Um, <laughs> I do. I really do. <clears throat> that weapon is able to store that mana as well, and use it and release it in certain... Abilities that are called skills unique to the weapon. If the weapon gains enough mana and experience points at the right procedure and point, that weapon will be able to gain Ooh. sentience. Sounds very weird. So the kid that has a nerf gun. So the kid wow. that has a nerf gun. If you kill something with that nerf gun, it will gain experience. And then if it gains enough experience, it'll get sentient. It will Sentient water bottle. And then he begins. Then he begins to show you how to craft magical mana lanterns. So first of all, he takes a flask containing a unbe- containing a translucent uh, blue fluid. Okay, he 
pours it into a into a fractional, Whoa, fractional distillation. distillation. Uh, um, I'm gonna assume you know what that is. Um, for the viewers out there, I'm sorry. It's basically a way of distilling something into several liquids. Okay. Um, and he pours it into it, and you can see the process begins to take place. After a few minutes, there's three liquids. Okay. One of them's yellow, one of them is red, and one of them's green. Okay. He pours the yellow and green together. Okay. He mixes them together and he puts them to the side. He takes the green, he takes a Bunsen burner, and he heats up the green in the flask. It begins to boil and crystallize. Okay. Once the green liquid has fully crystallized, he takes it out of, out of the um, flask and tips it into a bowl. Right. He then, like a pestle and mortar, he then begins to crush the bowl. Um, so crush the uh, crystals into a fine into a fine powder. Then he pours the other two liquids into the bowl and mixes them together. He then pours them into another, like a, and then, now he pours them into a beaker. Okay, the big beaker, and then um, he he separates this beaker into two. Okay, so it's equal amounts. Okay, and, he, and what he's doing is he says, "Take this beaker and put it to the side." And, and he and says, and he and he says, I expect you yes, to be taking sir. notes while this is going. Okay, and then he takes the one on the left, okay, and he adds another fluid which is bright pink. Okay, he pours it into it and it begins to change color back to the blue it originally was. However, it is no longer translucent; it turns into a gloopy sort of. Uh, slime-like substance, but that convulses and is almost alive. Then he says, "Now you take the hammer and you beat it to death." <laughs> I'm joking, okay? I'm joking. You take your hammer and you beat it, okay? And after he pours it out from the beaker into like a bowl, he begins to hit it with a hammer until it stops moving. So you can see the sort of um blue uh, sparks of lightning or light. Flash all across the um of the of the sunlight substance, and he says, "The blue flash that you see are pure distilled mana crystals. They are dissolving into the substance." He then takes a mold that is shaped sort of like into um into a prism-like structure, but it's mm-hmm. curved, I guess, uh, like an apple but stretched. Okay. Um, and then he pours, it's sort of like a glass vase or something, and he pours it into it, okay? Then he says, now, you take your forceps or trees or whatever you call them, and you put it into the blast furnace, with the green flames especially. And now, after a few minutes after he holds it in there, and he takes it out, you see the liquid is still there, but it is now completely blue, the colour of the ocean. It is now rock solid, a pure mana crystal. Ooh. And then he puts it in and he dips it into water and brings it back out. And he clamps the sort of um, mana cage, which is sort of like a, 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 like a cage, really, around it. And it screws the lid on top with a hook and he shows it to the class. And it's glowing blue as it absorbs in his manner. And he says, this is a mana lantern. When you are not currently not using magic, it absorbs your mana and stores it 
in case you need to use it. It has a store of 10 mana. Your body is able to store 10 mana in total. Therefore, this adds another 10 mana to it, so you're able to store 20 mana in total within your body. Now, you make them... Uh-huh. Wait, you want to have someone else make it for you? Are we cool? So, um, can you all roll for intelligence and wisdom? To see if you can make it. Yeah. After That's that, intelligence. Let's go. So you noted oh, everything down. Oh, I got precisely a sixteen on my intelligence, and I crit on my wisdom. Okay, for your wisdom, you, you, you know how the apparatus works. You know how to use it all correctly. But for your intelligence, you can't. You got most of the notes down. You may have missed one or two things. But yeah, uh, Kate, what wisdom, did you get for your wisdom? I got a 13. Okay, so you know roughly how to use the apparatus. I mean, may may make mistakes, but... It's In that case, if I was to like, pair up with Jason, Ronan? then wouldn't I know how to do hmm. the start? Because we both got crits and different things. Yeah. yeah. You might wanna you might wanna go team I wanna team up with me because I've got natural. There's no way. There's no way. Bruh. That's there's no way. My dice is rigged for some reason. So I'm just gonna say, um Jason and Sam, you team up. And Ronan, you team up oh. with Fernando and Oh my! Mm. I, it has to, it has to. As long as you do it okay, I will, I will despise him. I won't like smash his brains. I will just despise him. Well, I hate to say, uh, let me just re-roll that. He got an eleven on his wisdom and a twenty on his intelligence. Okay, Maybe you can get a though. Ah. I doubt that. I doubt that. Then goes, I know how to do this. This is my first sight to make these lanterns. You will make, you will destroy the lantern. I will not destroy the lanterns. When were you friends? When were you friends? Baguettes. When were you French? You not French. I am French. You are not French. As you can see from my accent. Okay. So you, you managed to make the mana lanterns following the procedure that um, that Von Dalteron gladly showed you. He then walks over to Caden or Jason and Brooke and goes, mm, This work is good. Yes, very good. And you can just smell the alcohol coming off his breath. <laughs> well, I guess the next procedure okay. is to show you how to make the cage. Yes, how are you supposed to think you can contain the mana? Fair point. Of course, sir. You're, you, of course, sir. You're always right. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, he then proceeds to show you to um, like a standard forgery procedure. He then he um, takes some molten metal out of the furnace and casts it into several rings. Okay, um, and then once he dips his rings in waters in water, he begins to hammer them out, and so they become straight. They're still molten red hot. He takes your um, mm-hmm. he takes Jason's mana lantern. And he does Aww. it because he sees himself. Wow. Um, hey, quite I, guys, I see a bit um, of me and him too. I wonder what that is. You're literally, <laughs> you're literally the same Calm guy. Yourself. So just, 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 just stop. Um, and then you then the the iron or magical iron begins to magically wrap around the man lantern and begin to harden quickly. Okay. Um, and then once that happens, he um, has a cork or a metal lid. He pops it on top and attaches the hook and gives it to Jason and say, Thanks. This is now yours! Ah, you can store mana! Then he shows it to the rest of the class and goes, This guy! This guy was good! And you. I know. No, you don't. I recognize your voice. I recognize your voice. Now, for millennia ago, when I was fighting a guy, I how'd you be him? Andrew, I had a dragon. <laughs> yeah, I'm a druid. And another guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go. And another guy. Who's and that? Kind of left. And kind of pirates. Mahatis. The now pirate Mahatis. I can tell you're a very, very experienced man, sir. Oh my god. Then he has it to you. Well, I guess it can go now. I don't. I suppose you would have any use for you. Destiny. Thank you so much for this wonderful Thank day, you. sir. Thanks, sir. I, I look forward to my next Hey, oh, oh, by the way, kid, Hunters. which club are you in? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, let's go. Oh, my God. They're just fanboying each other. They're just fan. They're just I'm gonna give yeah, they, they literally are. <laughs> they're literally the same person, so I, I mean... kind of got to do this. Okay, and instead of a high five, <laughs> slaps <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the slap, sir. Oh my god! Out my face. <laughs> I'm joking. He, he just tells you to go and you leave. I'm not going to get. I'm oh, not going to include any of that fanboy stuff. <laughs> You're so weird. I just love seeing. I mean, this is this is Vondo we're talking about, <laughs> played by Caden. Yeah, I just love uh, played by Kate. I just love hearing his voice again. Well, yeah. Okay, so you two at the end managed to successfully make your mana lanterns. 
You do not leave the classroom because the classroom wasn't finished. The sir was joking. You were still in the classroom. He then proceeds to lecture you about uh, the uses of mana lanterns and certain spells. Oh my gosh. Then goes on to say... I, this goes I literally on for like, yawned in real this life. This goes on for like half an hour and you get really bored. I yawned in gamers. And you yawned in game as well. Nice. Our, our, our only life is D and D. We live in this game. That's just that's it. That's it, really. So we live. There is only D and D, and over only ever will be D and D. And then he comes to the questions part of his lecture. So, do you have any questions to ask him or me? No, <laughs> not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you sure? Are we supposed to ask him stuff? Um, Please. How are you? How are you? How was your idea? I am a good person. And now I'm going to the lecture. And then he says, Sunbreaker, <laughs> my dear ex axe. Who was a sentient, who a really mean elf threw into a river. Uh, Come here, my ex-axe. And then it floats towards him and goes, This is a perfect example of a sentient weapon. (laughs) My darling ex-axe here. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yes? Um, Ken, can you do me a favour? Oh, I- no. I'm doing this what? purely for comedy, okay? Can you please enact a scene yeah. of Vondel okay, lecturing okay. about his axe? Okay. This is this is non-canon, by the way. Okay. This bit from on this bit on is non-canon. Let me show you the wonderful foe breaker. <laughs> Gaze at it in glory, as you see its carvings, its blood. The many, many markings of war on it. It has seen many a battle and has been disrespected by many a fool. For it is the mightiest weapon in all of the world. No, it is <laughs> I doubt. We can... Comp- yeah. Actually, no, this is canon now. This is canon. This is canon. This is canon. This is happening. This is happening. But... Throughout it all, it has been the most sturdy and most loyal weapon I could ever wish to have. You can't trust anyone except your best friend and your axe. That's the end of the speech. And it's almost the end of the episode. But we have some more plot work to do. Let's go! Let's go! Another cutscene! Let's go! This isn't a filler episode. (laughs) This is plot important. How dare you say that? (laughs) (laughs) But let's go to the cutscene now. In a in a pitch black room, there is a round table with a with a central crystal in the middle. Floating above the table. In this, this table is made out of stone and has inc- inc- yeah, intricate carvings engraved into it and a map of Atlantis 
engraved into the centre. Thirteen people, shrouded in darkness, sit around the table. One of them says, Our policies are not stable. We must change them. The laws are clearly not strong enough to contain them. We must change for our people. For our country. Another person says, Oh, no, no I don't think it's necessary. It's, uh, we shouldn't really change. It's best to, 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 to speak with the ministers and, and the local people and the local establishments. <laughs> they... I'm doing I'm doing cutscenes. Right wing. I'm doing cutscenes here. It's best to it's it's best to, to, to stick with with our current agenda and ensure this current crisis does not does not does not not increase. And then Commander Farsight shouts in a robotic voice, "Silence! We are not here to discuss your petty affairs. We are here for something more important." Otherwise, our Lord Orion would not have summoned us. Cutscene. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. He would not have summoned us all of the Council of Thirteen. I, Commander Colster, Doctor Knight, Fodiata, Athiotex, Abanus, Darkleus, Elvarin Ilanoris, Trevachi Ardi, Supremo Macunorum. Isat Lord of the White, Zaniath Bringer of Death, Stolas Alastabolus, the Demon Lord. We will not of all come here without a reason. So let our Lord speak, and we shall continue. Orion then says in a robotic voice, yeah. Yes, he's actually speaking now. We are gathered here today for the recent occurrence of anomalous events. Three unknown individuals have entered our facilities. We have no idea who I who they are. However, their elements have been discerned, and one of them has the ability of chaos. This is a threat to all of us. However, do not dismay, my comrades, for we stand united as one nation. The world may be against us, but we are not against ourselves. Commander Colstar, increase contracting for the military police. Have them search every building, every home. Do not relent until we find them. That is an order. The demon prince, Alistair Bolas. Contact your legions. Have them spread throughout the land. We must find them. I do not care which country you go to, which place you destroy. Find them. And to all of you, we will find this threat to our kingdom, to the city of Atlantis, to us immortals. For the Elder Dragons must not be discovered. And if, they're, and if they are discovered to the world, all of our livelihoods will be at stake. Not just the people of Atlantis, not just the mortals. So I beg you all, 
I implore you. We must recruit. Gather as many as you can. And prepare. I have received word from the great angel of the north. We must prepare for what is to come. We must prepare for what lies ahead. We must prepare. Thank you very much for, to, for listening to this episode of What Lies Ahead of D&D Podcast. I am, of course, your friendly DM, Alistair, and I am joined by the regular cast and crew. Goodbye. Say bye-bye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, guys. Enjoy Jason. your holidays. Have a good, merry, very merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, I was thinking, should we do a Christmas yeah. special? Yeah, sure. We may be. Yeah, I mean, good to you. Yeah. And of Bye. course, General Hope you guys Sam. have a lovely Say goodbye, General Sam. And until next time, stay tuned. Bye. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. See, ya. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye.